now it's time for another segment of What Grinds Todd's Gears. Okay, well, somebody needs to get Camden's ass in here. There's no kids in here pre- present, so I didn't think grind my gears. No. <laughs> what, what, what grinds my gears? My yeah, son! I mean, Camden does grind my gears. Having children. That little motherfucker. Camden does grind my gears sometimes, you know. I mean, you know, I coached him in flight football. <laughs> He's been playing baseball since he's been three, like three years old, and watching his tournaments. If I watch him strike out of a kid throwing like two miles an hour, I get that grinds my gears pretty much. Um, but I do want to include him on this segment because what I'm going to talk about has a he has a funny story behind it as well. Not necessarily in the same capacity that I'm going to tell it, but mm-hmm. um, he but something. he can relate to something. <laughs> At the gym, he's Related. seen some things. <laughs> he's seen some things at the gym. Um, while while we wait for Camden to to get here, I I will say the the gym and slash gym bathroom etiquette of people of any age needs to be like talked about because people think that this is their own home sometimes. Yeah. And they just do and show whatever, whenever, at any point in time. Like, hey, Man, there's got, more than just you in the gym, I bro. I got some stories to tell y'all. Um, I got some fucking stories. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, no, okay, well, let me, <clears throat> let me right, start about what... what, what now, <laughs> I used to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> let me start doing what grinds my gears specifically about the gym. Okay, so we... It is now, what, what, what day are we on right now? January 14th, right? So our, our, me and Travis's break just ended for Christmas holidays. So we had a nice two and a half week break from school. Um, and during that time, we, we go work out at the gym in the morning, probably around like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Um, and in case you don't know, it's that at that time, it's it's mostly older, retired folk at that time. I've already been up for three hours, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been up. They, they usually, but I, I really do think that most of these people go to socialize. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm I, when I'm at the gym, dude. Like that's that's not my thing. Even it's when because like, it's even, like the new McDonald's. You know how the old, old people used to go to? That McDonald's was my grandma every morning. Coffee, and McDonald's. Coffee, yep. yeah, coffee shitty pancakes, and like biscuits. <laughs> shitty anyway, coffee at that time too at McDonald's. Actually, yeah, McDonald's coffee and that was pretty good. But I'm talking like '90s and you know, yeah. Yeah. way before McCafe and all that. Um, but you know, even then, you know, like, despite the fact that Patrick do this, (laughs) sorry, Patrick is like, I'm directing your child about rubbing a shaft. I'm trying to get Camden to turn the recorder a little bit better. Carry on. But even though like me and Travis are off, like I still have an agenda during the day when I'm off, you know, like I don't want to, I want to go in the gym, get my workout done and get on with my day. Right. I, so, I mean, if I'm talking about what really grinds my gears at this time, you know, I, I don't like being interrupted during my workouts. I want to get in, get out. But th- th- there will be people that come up to you and just talk to you about random stuff that you don't necessarily care about for a good 15 to 20 minutes when you're just trying to get on with your workout. And I'm going to tell you, by the time the conversation's over with, I, I, I don't even feel like working out. You should push it t-shirt that just says, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> or just when it says No. <laughs> I push through it, but it's like, man, like, by the time it's done, it's like, all my, like, my pump is gone, my energy is gone, I'm like, shit, I just want to go home. Do you, do you have headphones? You don't wear I, headphones? I yet? do, but they, they don't care. They, they, yes, I, I'm, I agree, Dude, they, I I they people, don't care. When I'm, like, full-blown on an elliptical machine, uh-huh. we'll start talking to you while my earbuds are in. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so it's like I'm just reading lip. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I gotta take it out. Let me hear what they gotta say. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and then when you're trying to talk while you do, while you're doing cardio, it just it just make tires you out. Oh yeah, to talk while mm-hmm. you're doing cardio. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's really cool. <laughs> and you're at what? You're at the YMCA. Yeah. I I don't. Thankfully, I don't experience this at all. Maybe I because I go at less densely populated times. And maybe I don't have the age group that you you do and deal with, but yeah, there's there's nothing worse than anyone talking to me in the gym when I'm trying to just get in, knock out a workout, and then get out. I don't care if I'm just doing 45 minutes on the on the cart and for cardio on the machine or an elliptical, or I'm trying to do like weights. I, I was, the only thing you should talk to me about is how many sets do you have left, or can I can I jump in? Can I jump in with you? And then that's about it. You need a spot. Yeah. No, I don't need a spot. <laughs> I, I will purposely do less weight so I that I know I can handle, so I don't need a spot. So you're gonna need some sweaty balls over your face, like, just sweat. so I don't need people t- around me. Um, there you go. Yeah, just I understand that. So, uh, Camden's finally made it into the room. So well, let's um, before I before I get into let me let me kind of segue into when Camden talks because okay. Obviously, I don't like people talking to me when I when I'm trying to work out. When I have my earbuds in, I'm in, you know, curling a weight or when I'm fucking on, running on a treadmill. I don't want you interrupting my workout. I want to get done with it. Uh, but what I also don't like when I'm at the gym is when the older folk seem to want to come talk to me in the locker room when I'm changing my clothes. I've had dudes, and this is the, the I'm gonna get Camden to tell the story too. This particular dude. He goes in the locker room and he just sheds all of his fucking clothes off and he just starts talking to you. Like, and I, I, I knew it. I knew when I saw him in there. I walked in at the same time as him. Like, oh, dude, we're going in the locker room at the same time. I'm going to get caught in the conversation with this guy. I know it. I know it. But he has to be naked first. Well, <laughs> the briefs have to hit the floor. I was making really good time. I was changing my clothes. So I was like, because he went, he went in the back. The briefs I go down and you get thud in the ground. <laughs> and then he comes and walks <laughs> Hey, boy. <laughs> So you got any cornbread on you? Dude, don't know my name. <laughs> but he he goes in the bathroom, like I guess to go take a piss or something, and I'm like hurrying up. I'm like, all right, he hasn't talked to me yet. Let me get up, get my clothes on. Let's go. So as I'm walking out the door, he catches me, and this time he starts shedding his clothes off. He's asking like, "What I do for a living?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, working in school, you know." He starts talking about how he's in a conversation. He starts talking. So as he's like dropping his final, his underwear to the floor, he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm in jewelry. I'm in jewelry sales." (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he wants to put a ring on you. You should say, "I'm looking at the family jewels right now." I need to look down to see. I mean, that sounds like this guy might want to take it to the movies. I don't understand how like old people like do this shit. Like, why? What is the purpose of them talking to you? This is, isn't the first time it's happened. <laughs> it's it's an old person thing. They think better when they're pretty. Not not to derail you, what you're saying. I, I mean, I think I remember the snickle because you were talking about how, you know, my dad wore tidy whities Sean's dad wore tidy whities I remember, like, we yeah. used to go to we used to be a member of Sunrise Community Club, right? Uh, in the locker room, in like in the little bathhouse, had no fucking walls. It was like it's just an open room. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, I remember my dad changing in there. Like, it was no problem putting his bathing suit on. Filling the shower. His big old door. Getting completely naked, yeah. It's, it's just old people, man. The lady at the at the game last night, I'm in line. Russell goes ahead to order. 
I go up next and I grab the Welch's fruit snacks. And this lady comes up and she's like, oh, make sure you don't get addicted to those. And I'm like, all right, fucking Betsy. Cool, thanks. They're going to rot your teeth. <laughs> no, she wasn't like even preaching. She was just telling me about, but before that, I, before we got to the front of the line, She's like, she's like, oh, oh, she's like, oh, well, they only have like uh, Sour Patch Kids and this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm getting this and a, and a, and a Coke. And she's like, oh, and she just, start, she started all this. I'm like, all right, cool. So I turned back away from her to go turn and talk to Russell. And then she comes and she taps me on the shoulder to ask or say something else. I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> So then I get separation to the front. Russell goes. That's when I go get my my order. She taps me on the shoulder again while I'm getting and paying, just to be like, "Oh, don't get addicted. Those are so good." I'm so like, "So does the leading cost?" Can you go fucking die somewhere and leave me alone? <laughs> Fuck! I just want a coke and some snacks. Hey, Charlie. So, so hey, I, I used to. Uh, you want a gummer? I used to work out. At the, at the Y, and then um, I wanted to switch gyms because somebody at work wanted to go work out with me at one point in my life, and um, I was trying to find out, hey, is this the right gym for me, right? And I can't say the name of it because it's tied to uh, my right. employer. <clears throat> and the rhyme with Schmelwood? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, um, so I was asking around, like, hey, look, you know, how's this gym, blah, 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 whatever, and a buddy of mine's like, oh, yeah, well, if you go to that gym, make sure you bring a spatula, and I'm like, a spatula? What the fuck are you talking about, a spatula? He's like, yeah, you're going to have to bring a spatula, because all the old guy's balls stick into the bench seats, <laughs> you have to help bring them off. <laughs> Um, so, yes, it is a thing, and in this particular gym had a sauna. Oh, they, the and old people dude, let it like, fly made in the sauna. <laughs> I made a mistake one time going in that sauna just to see what, you know, what was up, and kind of Just cool. towel? Yeah, just to kind of warm up, and, you know, whatever. Towel, it, was, it was a cool day outside. I open up the fucking sauna, all right? Excuse me. It was like naked sitting there. <laughs> and they're letting freedom ring. Dude, they had like 10 old guys in there, okay? <laughs> Everybody. Not, not even a clothing towel on. on. Not even a towel on. They were just naked they in don't... there talking chit-chat. One guy had a newspaper. It was fucking, it was fucking ridiculous. The newspaper like this. His ball, ball is touching his ankles. You know, it was ridiculous. Just ten prunes, just chilling. You know, going back, weathering away. Going back to the the tidy whitey conversation with you know Todd and I's dad, Sean's dad. I remember when we had PE at Rumble. My dad would tell us like, "Oh, you're gonna have to shower after PE before you go out to class." And I remember thinking that was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. I was like, wait, so we got to get, like, naked in front of a bunch of dudes in this communal shower? And my dad was like, yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, hell yeah. High five. And then when we got got to Rumble and changed and went to class, we're like, wait, we didn't have to take a shower. And (laughs) I was worried about it, too, on that first day. And then, like, yeah, so that was the way it was when they went to high school. So I guess that maybe it was less shame back in the day or, you know, like, you know, more freedom because of that. I don't know. Maybe less educational time. I, don't I can know. say I never once showered in the football locker room. Like, some handful of guys did. But I always waited until I got home to shower. I mean, I'd change. I'd put on, take the sweaty clothes off. But I'd get home before I showered. I wouldn't just, like, free ball and walk into the shower that we still had. Yeah. Hey, Bill Murray, you want to come join us in the shower? <laughs> So, I mean, there was shenanigans in the shower. The somebody story? got ice water. What's, what's the the All right. So, 
So the same fellow that was talking to me about how my career and how he's a jewelry salesman with absolutely not no shred of clothing on. Um, so I have my son here with me. Tuesday nights, Camden has baseball, and it used to be to where I would pick him up from school, and I had no time to, to really go home and change my clothes or anything like that. Camden had no time, so I'd pick him up from school, but I, I would already have his bat bag and his clothes and his baseball uniform in his bat bag so he can change in the locker room. And this was kind of like a routine. You know, we would I would go work out on Tuesdays, bring him in the locker room, he would change into his baseball clothes, and we'd go straight to... Um, where's he, where's he practice? Woodlake, Woodlake, or, or Bonneville, wherever it is, like right, right, right by the Y, basically. Um, well, one day I'm walking in there, you know, just a normal day, bring him to baseball practice, pull him out of the aftercare, and we're going to the locker room. And I open the door and I see the same gentleman that was talking to me with no clothes on, bent over by a bench. The first thing I see when I open the door was his fucking ball <laughs> hanging there. Well, my from first, the other end of why his, is it always a um, bench? Too? No, he was he was bent over. He, it was, it was yeah. from his like you see his ass and his balls he's hanging like down, staring at his kidneys. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that, that chocolate starfish. Oh my god! So I walk in, I see this shit, and Camden's behind me. So I'm just like, oh my god, oh boy, this is not going to be good. And as I'm walking in the locker room, there's a big mirror. Like, like I'm facing the big mirror, and I can see his ass behind me, and he's already laughing his ass off. So, Camden, tell me, like, what were your thoughts on that? As I opened that door, and we saw this this old man bent over a bench. I don't know if he was looking for something. I don't know what it was. He was bent over a bench, balls hanging down. It's not a whole, whole fruit bowl. What did you think of this, Camden? What was going through your head? So, when I walked in, I just, so when we walked in the mirror, I was, like, tugging my head down into my shirt so no one could see I was laughing. And I was, I was like, if he sees me laughing, I'm going to get him for you. And then, and then I was like, I just want to get this over quick. And I was like, I was putting on so fast so I wouldn't laugh too long in the, there. And then I, and then whenever we walk out, he's still naked. I'm not, maybe he put on underwear. And then he was still like this. <laughs> so, I, you know, Camden was saying he was trying to hurry up, but I think he was laughing so hard that it actually took longer for him to get dressed than normal. But Camden, what, like, as you, you know, seeing this man like that, what was your thought? Like, why did, did any thought run through your head? Like, why is this man naked in this locker room like this? I was like, wow. And second, I was like, like I wouldn't like do that. that. I wouldn't do that with my life dependent on. I would not do that, especially with the room crowded with people. Like I wouldn't do that. Man, those those old people are crazy. I, I can they, I don't care. Is that where the term grandfather clock came from? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can picture Kansas walking in there and doing his kind of trademark laugh. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I have another story about old people at the gym. Uh, real quick, I mean, it's not related to being naked. Uh, per se, really? but it's it's funny as shit. <laughs> um, so at the same gym, okay, it, mm -hmm. all these old people congregate, and it's you know it, it's a thing, okay. And um, like at the chicken aisle. Yeah. So there's one morning. <laughs> there's one morning. I go to the gym, and I I wanna um, I wanna work out, and then we had some extra time. It was me and a and a buddy, right? We had some extra time at the end. And we go, and this particular gym has pools. They have two pools and a big hot tub. This is the same gym that has the ball stuff. Yes, same exact gym. 
So we work out. I tell my buddy, hey, man, let's go in the pool. He's like, yeah, let's go in the pool. We'll hang out for a little while. I'm like, All right, cool. So we go into one of the pools because uh, one of them was. Um, and there was a man. Naked. No. <laughs> really naked? <laughs> really naked. One, one of the pools was like roped off. The other pool, it was a hot pool. You could go in it and whatever. So we went into that pool. And me and my buddy were talking. And we were like, I don't know, maybe 10 feet away from each other, just kind of talking. And in between us comes this little old lady floating. Oh, boy. Just floating by, right? Like, super slow, just uh -huh. floating by, right? Is she still alive? Cutting, <laughs> cutting the conversation, like, completely. Like, I'm trying to talk to him. She comes floating by. Blue and hair. I notice... This blue hair comes by. Oh, yeah. She naked. was, like, 90 years old. Really naked. 90 years old. And I notice what's keeping her afloat. <laughs> Is there flotation devices? If you would call a uh, depend a flotation device, dude, I saw that. I was I was in a scream. I was like, oh my god, let's get the fuck out of this pool right now. We didn't know what was inside that. <laughs> well, I say it was still white all. though. <laughs> Completely disgusting. <laughs> So, but is it, is it like a newborn diaper, though? It has the blue line that comes on if they pee in it? I don't know. So we get out of the pool, right? So we get out of the pool. We're like, oh, fuck this. We're not going to stay in this pool with old lady with the pendulum, right? So <laughs> let's go into the hot tub, right? So we, we Mike go. Mike thought he was safe. <laughs> I thought I was safe. So I get out of the pool. We go walk towards the hot tub. They had an old guy. Just in the hot tub, and he's like sunken down, like to where the water is like by his chin. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's a big hot tub, but like he's extra low. <laughs> so my buddy that I went with, he just jumps in, right? Like whatever, he just fucking jumps in, starts talking, Close. you know, whatever, whatever. I'm uh, I'm a little. Know, shy to the game, so I'm just kind of easing my way into the hot water from the hot tub, and I just stick my legs in, right? Just stick my legs in. Me and my buddy keep talking, whatever, whatever. And at one point in the conversation, right, yeah. I'm just looking down in the water. And all of a sudden, you see these balls come <laughs> It's just a little torpedo under the water just no, floating around. No, 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 it, just, no. it just doesn't involve nudity. So. No, no. A dirge. Baby roof. I started seeing. <laughs> I started seeing the top of the water covered in old people flakes. Bruh, like skin, like skin flakes, like psoriasis, <laughs> covering the. And I'm not talking about a it's little. Like, it's like grated it, cheese, it like parmesan like, cheese, like the skin on salmon. It looked like parmesan Scales. cheese on that fucking water. Scale. <laughs> He just wanted to make like the that. hot tub Italian. How about you have me like the cameraman on Jackass? <laughs> <laughs> I jumped out of that fucking hot tub. My buddy, my buddy saw it. I'm like, I'm, I'm like telling him, I'm look, look down, look down. And he notices what it was. He freaking jetted out of there. And that was the very last time you've ever been in hot tub. <laughs> ever been in that place. Wow. <laughs> they might got a little PTSD from that. Oh, no, this is why I don't go in hot tubs. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Old people gyms just do not mix. I'm sorry, my my, my uh, distinguished blue hairs. Um, <laughs> you know, blue hairs. Blue hairs. If you're listening, I'm sorry for Stay out of fucking Zapardos and don't go to the fucking gym. <laughs> the Whole Foods chicken section. Zapardos will go to business at this. Yeah, Whole Foods chicken section is not necessarily blue hair. It's just inconsiderate fucks that put their grocery cart in front of it and like, hmm, what chicken should I get today? Well, what does this look like? Oh, this one's eleven. Stay out of my fucking. It's eleven dollars. This one's eight dollars. It's like, bitch. Do you want thighs, breasts, wings, or quarters? Stay Pick out one and go. And stay out of the gym. Across those legs. That's my old story. It was. Uh, it definitely looks like a dude. Too. I will. I will forever remember that. You know. Fitness in my life that. I want to regurgitate. I thought you were going to see one of the depends floating along the top of the water. Oh, that's what I was hoping for. Uh, but can we get some confirmation on whether or not the pens have the blue line that you pissed yourself? No, not the pens. That's only for babies. That blue line costs money. Oh, okay. I guess yeah, they feel like the old people know when they shit themselves. <laughs> I don't know if they do. I know some of them don't. I've never. I, so, I don't know 100%, but I've never seen one. Well, I guess that, that wraps up that segment of what grinds Todd's gears, and it obviously revolves around the blue hairs at the gym, clothing optional. You damn blue hairs! <laughs> I, should, I should probably wrap up the episode, too. <laughs> we should probably just end the whole episode on that note. <laughs> well, you know, before, I, before I don't we, have anything else to add. Well, before we close out and we got to play our football on, I, you know, last, last episode we did talk about you know, our opinions moving forward as far as what we thought was going to happen with the Saints coaching staff, for in particular the offensive coordinator, the head coach, possibly even the quarterback. We, uh, on our last episode, we were just coming off of a pretty impressive-looking victory over the Bucks, who are, do happen to be in the playoffs, play tomorrow night. Um, the Saints have since won their final game of the year against the Atlanta Falcons, um, you know, keeping the hopes alive until, what, the end of the 3 o'clock games. Um, but what are y'all's opinions now, now that the Saints, even though they finished with a winning record but missed the playoffs yet again, what do y'all think is going to happen, you know, with the Saints coaching staff? Or what do you think, what kind of changes do you think go into place for next year? It doesn't look like anything's happening. Yeah. I think Dennis Allen's job is safe. Uh, Derek Carr, as we discussed earlier, I think Derek Carr is probably staying, even though Patrick's like, oh, well, it doesn't Carr's, matter because Russell Wilson's probably gone. Derek, no, no, no. Derek Carr's, I mean, Russell's had, Russell Wilson's had two seasons and with two different coaches. I mean, Derek Carr, it's only his first one, and he played well enough that he's, he's no. definitely safe. Hold on. I don't think Derek Carr is the problem. Ty, so, Ty, you're, you're misspeaking a little bit for me. I, I merely point out that it doesn't matter what your contract length is, you can get. Cut, removed, de- demoted, shipped out because based well, on yeah. what Russell Wilson is at. Yeah, I'm you, not saying Carr is right. going to or that I think he should. I'm I'm more in favor of the coach and OC being gone than I am Carr at this point. Right now, if in my in my in my hierarchy, if I'm saying in my hierarchy, Derek Carr is not the first person to go. Derek from, had some impressive games this season. He really has. Yeah, and then he also had the Green Bay game. And he's had really bad. Yeah, he had the Green Bay game. Who I was going to say, we should add that Green Bay just beat Dallas he's today, just, and they probably would not be in the playoffs. We would have been if we would have yeah, beat them. Yeah, he's just not a consistent not person. Not blowing that game. I mean, what is, what is, I mean, some of that have to do with the O-line being shit. And, you know, 
And, it, and you know, we just got injuries play into it. I mean, I don't once you got word, our potentially best offensive lineman's career might be over, you know, with the with the knee injury to Ramchak, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, you you look at what's happened so far this this offseason with the coaches uh, who have been let go or retired or fired or whatever. Belichick is gone. Uh, Pete Carroll's gone. Vrabel's gone. Um, we know Austin Smith is gone, but he doesn't really matter because he's whatever. It's the Falcons, so fuck that. That team was shit and they're still shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you have some really high-profile coaches that got let go and by the organization that has moved on from them, and we're going to have another year, presumably, what it looks like, we're going to have another year of D.A. and Carmichael uh, the show, and I don't know what kind of hope that even inspires yeah. for next season. Well, I like how they, they talked about, oh, we're, you know, we got a lot of old veterans, which is great, and all this and that. But we need to, you know, we need to get younger, blah blah blah. And it's like well, all the young people all drafted a dog shit, like Penning, and yeah, Penning was they weak. can't stay on the field with you know Peyton Turner's of the world and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean the their the O line injuries and deficiencies were a problem. <laughs> um, Olave is still a young player, but he's very good. Shahid looks like he's going to be mm-hmm. a good talent for the future, not like box office, but he's going to be he's going to work well yeah. um, for us. Uh, Kamara still has some life. She has still has some life in him. If we don't trade Kamara. Yeah, if we don't trade him. But, like, he's he's still got some value and some life to us. I mean, Kamara's not going to set the world on fire. He's not the worst. And I guess that's the problem. It's almost like he's, like, in a... He's a no-man's-land quarterback. He's he's not the worst. So, you've seen what the worst looks like. But you know he's not... Not even, like, in the top 5, 10 elite. He's not there. He's... 11 to 15-ish range. And that's okay. I mean, we knew but that okay not is not good enough, especially for a fan base that came from an elite top three quarterback for a decade, basically. Yeah. Um, I Again, but, but Carr is not my chief yeah. concern. My concern is the coach who, as we've seen, the players really will circumvent his wishes yeah. and requests and do what they kind of want to do. Yeah, pretty much the last play of the season was like the cherry on top of it. Yeah. They don't respect him. So we have a coach who players will sometimes not listen to and do their own thing. Although I support them for that. Which isn't, that's a whole other debate from the day of like whether that was the right thing or, yes, it was bad to go against your your authority figure. And, but I, I know why they did what they did. Yeah. I support that. Yeah. Um, but and I, think, our, and I think from a, you know, I, know I, I, I get, you know, Dennis Allen made himself look like a total bitch in that situation. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, uh, instead of, instead of owning it and just dealt, dealt with it off stage, like internally, he ratted out fucking James Winston. Yeah. Like, oh, but even still, Cast like, blame. for me, for like, me, take ownership of your fucking team, man. For me, it goes to this, like, Hey, if, shit if you are the saint, you're the coach or a, a staffer or whoever of this team, your number one priority is the Falcons. Beat them yep. at all costs. And, and have no remorse for it. And have no remorse for it. I understand you can, you're like, hey, maybe that's not the thing that a coach would do or want done to them as a, from another coach. But it's the Falcons. Yep. That is our rival. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to run up the score on anybody, yeah. it's them. And to me, it put, it put, you know, like the uh, the angle of, of a kind of a depressing season where we knew we probably were not gonna make the playoffs because the Bucks ended up winning. I think a lot of fans like to see like, hey, at least we're putting this 
we're gonna put that uh, that nail in the car, the, the Falcons coffin. Yeah. You know, that, that, so yeah, I, I was for it as well, and I actually did think you you know Allen called the play, and at the end of the game, when it turned out that it wasn't him, it was a player's decision. And, you know, it really just made him look like a bitch. You know? And for whatever you want to say about about Winston and his ability to play quarterback and how reckless he is and he his highs are high the lows are lows like that 30-30 touchdown interception season if that was spearheaded by him and he got the rest of the team to rally that he, he is well, a Saints legend you know he's saying for everybody on that team admires him. Yeah, he's a locker room guy for sure he can, he can still crab legs from wherever he oh, wants for all I care he can have these crab chips right now <laughs> We, we mentioned that last week where we, we, we said that, you know, Derek Carr is our quarterback. There really wasn't a debate between him and Jameis as far as who we actually thought was better. But some idiots thought that. But Jameis is no doubt a locker room guy. He, he, he could obviously see the players respect him. They respect his Absolutely. opinion. They went along with what he said. You, you, can, you can go back and find pretty much any teammate of his. They will tell you they, they love him as a, as a, a locker room guy. He's a great teammate and all that. I, I never had a question about that aspect of him at all ever in his life. And you can tell his charisma. Is... Except for maybe Deshaun Jackson. When he's eating the view of Deshaun Jackson's face is like, what the fuck? Well, okay. Right. <laughs> you, can, you can have some quirky things about you and like that just be a thing. Right? Just, yeah, when you but see yeah, that yeah. gif and Deshaun Jackson. Even the W's are like, like... Every, everyone looked at that like, really, bro? <laughs> but he, he's that quirky, funny, mm-hmm. want to joke about stuff kind of kind of guy, which is perfectly fine. Look, I used to hate him when he played for Tampa yeah. and like Marshawn Lynn, um, Lattimore. Uh, got in a fight with oh, right. Mike Evans. The thing with Mike and, Evans and, then, and then, you know, Jameis got Still involved. Still like you, Mike Evans. You know, all, that, all that shit. I, I used to hate him back then, but then coming to the Saints, seeing his charisma, seeing just the life that he brings to the team mm-hmm. in his own quirky way. Um, look, he doesn't have to be our number one quarterback, but I think as a number two, he is solid for the team. You know, I think they've already extended him another two years, so he, he, you know, he should be you know, the backup for another couple of years. But supposedly there's something with his contract to where he doesn't have to stay here, right? Like, Yeah. And he still gets paid. Or, there's know. there's no other player on the team that I won't have, I won't have a beer with. Absolutely. Well, uh, who? Who are you? Who? Who I want to have yeah. a year with? Andrew, on the Saints? Andrus Pete. Taysom, Taysom. Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nice got a man crush on Taysom. Uh, I do. But Taysom's from Utah, right? Utah, right? So he probably didn't drink. Andrew no, he's, you know, he's probably not going to permit Don't drink. But, but, I wouldn't mind having a drink with old Rams, you know? No, we don't. Looks like Ryan Ramchak could pound a few down. We know our buddy Doug wants to have a drink with You know what? Kamara would probably buy two. Doug wants to have a drink with the entire practice squad. Once you go find Marcus Williams on Baltimore. So. I mean, you know what? I take that back. I'd love to have a drink with Dennis Allen and poison it. I I would go to some kind of flea market and just buy like random rando clothes and go have a drink with Cam Jordan. Yeah, and just be eclectic. And... <laughs> yeah, you, you can catch me at your local Rouse's. I'll give you some random things. I'll make you a trip all. You, know. yeah. you catch my Rouse's on airline pretty regularly. By the way, I can assure you that Dennis Allen does not wear an undershirt under his T-shirts. Dennis Allen does wear tidy whities though. <laughs> there you go. That's like the Tom Brady eats Walmart king cakes. Yeah, Dennis I mean, Allen wears and Dennis yeah. Allen also fucking dips his balls, his shriveled balls, in the well, fucking cold tub. Funny, funny story about Dennis Allen. You know, you know, Brian Bankston was in town one time while we were watching the Saints game. Mm-hmm. He has absolutely no interest in professional sports or any sport in general whatsoever. Yeah. 
all he could focus on during the fucking Saints games was, was Dennis Allen's man boobs. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Not, not, anything about, not anything about the fucking game. Dennis Allen's man boobs. Damn, Saints can, really, can you really trust, just hit the, hit the metro trust the guy that wears like one of those visor hats anymore? Um... No, because think about it. McDaniel? No. Well, Belichick? Apparently, they're bringing Gruden in to be, uh, you know, an offensive advisor next year, so he wears the Can't to be untrustworthy? So, Pey- Peyton, Gruden, <laughs> Belichick, McDaniel, <laughs> DA. Don't trust dudes that wear visors. <laughs> Unless you play golf. Golf is the only exception. This is the only exception. So I'm, uh, you know, where we talked about why, why I restarted this conversation is I was the, uh, the lone guy at the podcast, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about what's going to happen with Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael, I, I was the one who was under the impression that we were cleaning house. I was the one who said, you know what, he's he's not surviving this season. I think the Saints fans are going to, you know, really lay into, you know, Benson and really get him fired. And it just doesn't appear that way. It seems like the, uh, with the uh, nine and eight season is going to be good enough to save his job. And uh, the last minute win over the Falcons is going to be good enough to save his job. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm for it. You know, I feel like, it, you know, we, we talked about what, what kind of hope does that bring for the future? And really, we're kind of at the same point where we've been throughout this whole season is the only hope is that our division sucks. You know, and the fact that we can only hope that maybe the, the Buccaneers don't resign Baker Mayfield and they go back to sucking. The Falcons are going into a coaching change. The Bucks also might lose Mike Evans. So we're, and Panthers look like they're a ways away from winning games. So that's our only hope. And our only hope is that the division just looks like total crap. Yep. Um, nothing about DA brings any kind of inspiration or hope to me as a as a as a person, a coach. Um, I mean, look at his career; it's been pretty yeah. We're below mediocre. I, I, we don't have the the high enough draft stock to to do a lot of moves to make impact decisions. We don't have the cap structure to make a lot of impact signings. So we're basically we're, we're going to hope that the players we had last year take a step forward and some of them could maybe some of the defensive players play better maybe we maybe there's less injuries but like if that's what you're hoping on and like i need this to happen and that to happen not just i have talent across the board you know like you're looking at a 500 team well, yeah we, if we, you're lucky if you're lucky we, we, but what was funny like we, i was listening back to the episode we did kind of preseason we talked about where we thought everyone's predictions for the team were. Sean, I think, hit a nail on the head with the 9-8. No. Yeah. Like, I did say winning the division, though, at 9-8. Like yeah. Some of them, I, I think I might have went, like, with 11. Yeah. That, and I was definitely at at least 12. The crazy thing is, they could have done that. Oh, yeah. Like, the Green Bay game, that should have yeah, been a win. So that would have been 10. Jacksonville would be 11. The, the Falcons' uh, away game would have been 12. That should have been a 12-win team with absolutely. but with how they look, that's not a 12-win team. Yeah. But they absolutely All you have to say is a historically easy schedule that we just shot all over. Yeah. The everything was set up for division win and hosting obviously hosting a playoff game because of division win, mm-hmm. but having probably a lesser opponent to deal with <laughs> than again who just who wants if, to see Green think, Bay. Just think if we were hosting the Eagles tomorrow night. <laughs> that would be a shit show. Uh, oh, we would get we get dump trucked. I don't I don't <laughs> care what the Eagles look like right now. They would dump truck that team because that defense, for as non productive compared to last season as they've been, our line is a tr- has been atrocious, yeah. and they would run through them. 
that first preseason game. We, we wouldn't be able to stop the two. Where, uh, I know, our, our, we would get tush pushed all over the place. <laughs> where, where our offense went out and like, scored a touchdown mm-hmm. in the first series or whatever. Do you yeah. remember that? Yep. I thought, man. We we did that with Jameis too, like two this seasons like, ago, when it was like, "Yeah, we got it all set." Be, yeah, <laughs> we finished seven and ten. One of the fucking bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but like I said, and I, I guess you could for most every team in the NFL, you could say the same thing. Like, had this play gone this way, a couple things different way, we'd be in a lot better or maybe worse position. But to to look back at how horribly we played some games. And that we still won nine and could have won more. It's it's shocking, and I think that's why that DA is is going to be around because the last three four games look good enough to satiate and quell some people that they oh we can we can build on this and this and whatever. No, real quick, you hit the ceiling. You know what the team is around the table. The one player that disappointed you the most this season. Go. Uh, Michael Thomas, because he said he wanted to be there and he was healthy, and he made some sort of statements about like, yeah, I, I can't wait to play with Olave and be part of the receiving core and do this in this season. Can we also uh, say the player that surprises us? Does it have to be a player? But okay, okay fine. Player. I'll say what? I'll say Thomas. Michael Thomas okay. just because he reverted back to Michael Thomas we've seen for the last two years. All right, go. That disappointed and then surprised. Sure. We're just doing disappointed, right? I mean, yeah, oh, okay. Well, disappointed is Cam Jordan. Yeah. One sack. Yep. He, he hasn't had that lowest, uh, that's lowest since his rookie year. Yeah, his, his age is real good. Hands down, I was Jamal Williams. It was terrible. Yep. We drafted him on a fantasy team as our third running back, and he had one touchdown at the very end of the year because Jameis Winston <laughs> basically fucking force fed it to him. Yep. Yep. And that was, he, he looked slow. He had no burst. It was just extraordinary. Yeah, I, was, I was excited to get him because I thought he would be a really good fit for us. I, I don't think the Saints used him properly, I and mean, I don't think he's his design as a goal line short yardage back, and he very, got very few opportunities to do that. Um, Carson actually even wanted his jersey when we signed him, so I got him his jersey. Yeah, he, he looked terrible. Uh, but I, I think my my biggest, you, you have something to say on that, Pat? I, I think the running game as a whole was a disappointment. And it's not so much Williams. Yeah, he should he absolutely should have played better. But I'm wondering how much of the scheme and the old line contributed to him. Yeah. Because Kamara didn't have a great season. If you look at the, I don't yeah. care what, I don't know what the numbers were. I don't care what the numbers were. Kamara can make something out of nothing. I, Kamara Williams couldn't. I, I think Kamara, Kamara is a, a lot of Kamara's damage came on pass catching. I, I agree. I, yeah. They're different backs for sure, but I think Kamara is more special than Jamal Williams. I think he can do more with a weaker or less productive offensive line. But I think the offensive line as a whole held both our running backs back from what they could have done because Kamara he probably averaged three, three and a quarter yards uh, a rush per season. Maybe maybe, maybe four tops, if I'm being generous. Yeah. He was definitely more effective in the passing game sure. than well, rushing. Since we're talking about O-line, I'll use that as my segue to my you know most disappointing player is Trevor Penning. Trevor, mm-hmm. Trevor Penning uh, you know, was, was geared to be you know one of our starting tackles this year. After yeah. all, he spent first the first round, round pick on yeah. And, I mean, he, by the end of the year, he was, like, third on the death chart. They basically just said, hey, we just gave up on you. And, like, that, yep. to me, basically, you suck. is unacceptable because you could have had a franchise quarterback at yeah. that pick. You could have did so much more with that pick. Yeah. And you with decided, the brand check in the first round. The matter of this, if he had better coaching, you think a better coach could have gotten some out of him? 
I don't know. I really don't know. Because how, how many how many first round talents are on like maybe mediocre to lower tier teams and they're not coached? Yeah. And then maybe they move on to another team and they look it's, a lot it's got, better. But it's you know I don't I don't I don't know who our offensive line coaches or how how many years we've had them, but usually our offensive line has been one of our strong points of our team. This mm-hmm. year was definitely a, a downfall. I don't know. I think I think Penning came in like he had that. That Kyle Turley like attitude to yeah, him. I think that, that's but what they just, compared him to when we drafted him. But he, you know, to me, he had that violent tenacity. I and I just, you know, I'm I'm willing see to see it because he sucks so bad. I'm I'm willing to <laughs> extend a younger player a little bit more grace in that, like he's learning how to be a pro and learning how to defend veterans in this league at a really tough position when there are so many skilled defensive linemen, things like that. Yeah. I I think he can be he can be a disappointment. Yeah. But I, I, I would I temper a little bit of that because he's such a young player. Um, whereas some of the veteran players that have higher contracts that eat up a lot more of our salary and have bigger profiles and they contribute literally nothing to us. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm also you know just kind of curious now as far as like because of how bad he played and because of where he finished at the end of this year, like how many more chances is he going to get on us? Sure. Or maybe somebody else will tap into that potential when we let him go. But you know, maybe again, I mean. I just look at what we could have had at that pick and say, like, all right, we just got a lot a, a couple picks later. We're going to go with the offensive lineman. We, mm-hmm. could, we could have had a quarterback at that pick. We could have had another We could have had another receiver. You know, I always say, like, hey, George, say, hey, George Pickens was there. You know, and George Pickens is a freaking stud. So, uh, I don't know. I, I would have loved the Alave pickens combo. Mine is, um, I'm going to echo Sean again. Um, the yeah, he, he bought a little part in this year. <laughs> I don't know if it's the age getting to him. You know, I mean, he, he said something up in a press conference. He said something about dealing with an injury all season, I, and it's like, and I, and I hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, that you know, to say just, that or something, and it's like, what? You were never on the injury just, report. Uh, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. It just disappointed me, really. I mean, I you're so used to like seeing games where he's like all over the place, and we really didn't have one. This year, you know, one sec, yeah. Um, and then, and then he's a new player. We talked a lot about him, um, like a few episodes ago. Groupie, <laughs> there you go. And, and look, he's new, we, you know, you can't expect that much out of him, but like, I don't know, he's you know, very know. inconsistent, but, but inconsistent, think, yeah. But I mean, he, he nailed some pretty close, yeah, towards, too. I think towards the end of the year, Groupie really got into his own. Yeah, I think a lot of his big misses came early in the year. Probably a lot of nerves kicked in. I'm still, I'm still kind of high on him moving forward. But I think, but I think it's what Mike said though. It was inconsistent. Like he started, he, he was hot in the preseason. I think he started the season kind of hot. Got cold towards kind of the middle of the season and finished the season on a good note. I, I mean, I, we he did lose us the Green Bay game. If we had made that kick at the end, we would have won that game. I, I, I agree with you. He should have never been in that position. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I, for for groupie. Come in again, rookie player. Like they, he got into an early middle. Everyone hot. Everything was clicking. The minute the adversity hit the team, he went back to what a what a, what a normal rookie would probably do. He kind of clam up a little bit, maybe press yeah. a little bit too hard, um, things like that. But yeah, he he definitely <coughs> could have done more for us. But he also got put in a spot a spot or two that he should probably should have been. He started to kind of pick it up again at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be okay. 
Olave. I'd be curious to see what some Olave of the players. Had, Olave had some drops, but man, like some of those catches Olave made were just ridiculous. Like it was just no, like that's true. I, that's true. I would, like route running and stuff like that. I'll give Olave any pass in the world because he yeah. he held that <laughs> offense he's, together. He's good. He, yeah. No, he, he's he's borderline great. He held that offense together when. Kamara was not very effective from a rushing standpoint. We know we talk about uh, Jamal Williams. The, the three-yard screen game was horrible. <laughs> but in the other but what I'm getting at, well, what I'm getting at with him, he he has the potential of being elite, and he was and look, nowhere near that conversation look, I, this year. I, you know, he's my favorite player on the team, but like, uh, so I'm an all, I'm, you know, I'm always a little biased towards him. But at the same point, I think well, in looking at this in this season, I think he. The situation looked like it was supposed to be him as the number one, but Michael Thomas as like a borderline number one, slightly slightly number two, and then you had Shahid coming in as that number three, you know, deep threat receiver, and Michael Thomas was Michael Thomas again, where he just you know went had started out the year looking okay, and then after that just got, got hurt again, sat out the rest of the year, you know. So yeah, again, I blame a lot of it on Michael Thomas too, because I think Alave. Yes, he needs he needs to start going into these seasons with the expectations of you're going to be our number one guy. You know, you, we want you to be a CD Lamb type, but at the same point, you know, I don't think he was fully expecting that this year because we thought we were going to have a healthy Michael Thomas. But anyway. And I I think that's a shame on the people and personnel that put him in that position because he absolutely is your number one. Mm-hmm. He. Oh, I unquestion he he's a better talent. You can't expect Mike, Michael Thomas to be healthy. Even if even if Thomas is one hundred percent, if you gave me, if you told me Thomas, he's better. Yeah, and that's the thing. You told me Michael Thomas is healthy for seventeen games. Cool, you're still my number two. Olave can do more. He's a better receiver. Um, It just hands down. If if Shahid could take and improve on the route running and get a. Get a get off the line better when people try to press him. He would be great. He he's. I don't want him to get stuck in being a one trick pony because he's just fast and a speed guy. Because Tyreek Hill is a speed guy, but Tyreek Hill runs really good routes and makes his way. I would love to Shahid to. I would love Shahid to take that kind of trajectory of like, hey, ter- work on your route running, your craft, and don't just be a speed guy because it's it would be unfair to label him as just a speed guy, because though he is and he's dynamic at it, he looks like he can be so much more. He's not a route runner like Olave is, but he can run routes and he can get open and get some separation we and we use his speed too. And I know I know we don't have probably much cap room to do anything, but I think it's this if this season proves anything, it's time to part ways with Michael Thomas. And I would, you know, I, I would give whatever money we have to try to go get like a T. Higgins or something like that in this offseason. Uh yeah, if if the Bengals don't pick him up, he won't. I don't. I think they basically already said they're not. Kind of yeah, because they 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 know Chase is due for a big payday, mm-hmm. and they still got Boyd. Um, so I mean, I, yeah, I, and they they got to manage that because I'm not. I don't love. I don't hate Boyd. I don't love him, but he's 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 ser- he works for them. He's a serviceable two three receiver. He he's like a, he's a three. I like Boyd a lot, but I don't know how Boyd's gonna do as a as a two. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the worry. Like, is it gonna be too much for him? Because they're absolutely going to double chase and just let Boyd. If Boyd's the thing that's going to hurt you, sure. Yeah. And Boyd was before Chase got there. It was Higgins and Boyd. Yeah, and they were you know. they were fine. Yeah. Um, but he he as a three, he didn't elevate himself when he got single coverage a lot because of 
Those other this two. Is, this is no knock on Shahid either. Like, I, Shahid made some wonderful plays. Oh, I love him. I just, I like, I, you know, in our offense, I like him as the number three, you know, deep threat. Yeah, you know, both both of the one two covered. So again, I think if we can get a guy like Higgins and have Higgins and Alave, I I agree. I I think Shahid. Could could play himself. <laughs> I think she could basically Devery. Yeah, yeah. He could he could play himself to a to a two. He's probably Lance more if you're best as a three. What's Ted Ginn up to? I would <laughs> I would just hope that he doesn't take well, the mentality of being a three. He's still in the forty nine. Yeah, he's still in the league. He might win a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> we love you, Willie. Uh, it, I mean, Travis mentioned that. Uh, was there anybody uh, it surprised you on the Saints? Uh, nope. I, I, surprised? I, I, I'm actually going to say one. I got one. Uh, Paulson Adebo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the dude went from being like a a freaking straight up number two to number three cornerback to having. I mean, he was top of the, the league in interceptions for a while this year. Yeah, look, yeah. he surprised the hell out of me. I, I actually thought Alante Taylor was going to kind of make a Debo, you know, take a back seat this year, and it was kind of the opposite. Like, yeah. you know, I'm kind of excited to, to the fact that if Lattimore can come back healthy and you have Lattimore and a Debo out there and, you know, Taylor be your nickel or something like that, I, 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 he was my pick too. Like, he, he really beat my expectations for sure. Um, I'll I'll go in – I'll take a, a Debo – from this standpoint, I was not surprised that he played the way he did towards the middle end of the season and playing so well at some point because I feel like we have the defensive coaches to coach all our players up to be good and better. So I didn't really, I wasn't, I didn't really focus on holding on the defense a whole lot. Um, but yeah, he would be my surprise if I had to pick one. Shahi might be my because like I I love what he is able or could do. I just want to see more of it. I actually have one more. Uh, yeah, Carl Granderson too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this dude went from virtually a, a no name to mm-hmm. to being a top defensive lineman in the league for probably like the first half of the season. Yeah, uh, definitely outshined anybody on the defensive line. As y'all mentioned, he's going to order kind of he'll have a career year next year, and then we won't have money he, to pay him, and then he'll sign with the Bengals. He almost kind of, sort of made you forget about Trey Hendrickson, but not really. You know, I still do. Uh, when you watch when you watch Bengals games, you are you definitely remember Hendrickson. Yeah, he's speaking of Trey. That's the guy. That's the guy. Speaking of Trey Hendrickson, what happened? What happened? What happened to Marcus Davenport this year? Where has he been? He's on Doug. Where was he at? It's on milk garden. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be playing for the Vikings, but I never heard. I think of he got hurt again. Yeah, and then uh, but Trey Hendrickson. Meanwhile, Trey Hendrickson still an absolute animal. Oh, <laughs> since we're talking about, about to be the since we're talking, about, since we're talking about invisible first round picks, where's Peyton Turner? <laughs> hey, he falls on fumbles like the best of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I know is he was oh, dancing oh. like a white dude on the. On, I was at a Tulane game. He was dancing like a white dude on Houston sideline. Um. um to, to kind of wrap up some of this, going back to, like, the overall totality of this team, of the coaches that have been let go, is there any coach that you reasonably want to consider if we if we could make a change at head coach? I I, I would take Vrabel or uh, Belichick, honestly. I mean, obviously, Belichick's a legend. I don't like the guy, but he's a winner. He's a winner. Do you does, – does the possibility of, of Belichick going to the Falcons – Concern you, Eddie? Because it it kind of does to me. Yeah, I agree. Cause Cause I, I mean, I think it would be another thing where if he went there next year, and his, I think his first year he would he would still be going through some growing pains there. 
but you just know the kind of guy he is. He's eventually going to turn the team around. I'm going to say right now, if if Belichick was available, I would do dirty things to a gentleman in some red boots <laughs> to get Bill Belichick <laughs> on this fucking staff. Snakeskin red boots? Yep. Leather pants? <laughs> yep. Big, big buttered up movie popcorn? Yep. Free hanging balls and all. Go get me, no tidy get me, get me big balls, yeah. Bill, but right I, now. I agree with I agree with what Todd said though. Like if, if you know if we the possibility of Dennis <laughs> Allen being gone is a possibility. I like both of those guys. I would take uh, yeah. Vrabel would be fine. Um, I think he's got the right mentality. It's like a he's not like Dan Campbell like. I mean, Dan knee, Campbell try, your kneecap off like aggressive, but he's got that dog kind of mentality take Dan to him. Campbell over anybody in the league. Uh, I just love the guy. Campbell's not going anywhere. Would you you take Mike McCarthy? (laughs) We already had Mike McCarthy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not as head coach, but yeah. He was OC. He was all I keep saying saying it, and I said it last episode. um, Run, run, pass. Even though we had a bad year this year with the Chargers, I would would take Kellen Moore over over a Pete Carmichael any day. I would take Ken Dorsey over over Pete Carmichael. I'd take Pete Carroll. Yeah, well, I know you know I, players, players love him. Another guy I can't stand though. That's but that's fine. He's another guy that can win. He he, co- he he can play defense. He can coach offense a little bit. People, the players love him, and I think him like Jameis Winston in the same locker room with Pete Carroll would be <laughs> dynamite for the team in terms of like morale and what that. I would think. Coach O. Go Tigers! <laughs> <laughs> and on, on that note, Coach O. I don't think Coach O. I don't even think Coach O wants to coach anymore. I think he's, he's, Coach, he's Coach worried about going to bang 20-year-old co Hell yeah! Coach O spent his, day, his days in California running shirtless on the beach just living life, enjoying himself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't come back to coaching if they gave me that much money to buy out and stay home. I'd be shirtless on running on the beach all, every day, too. Yeah. Now, one guy who would probably also be a decent coach who I don't want just because I don't like the guy is Jim Harbaugh. I'd sign him in a heartbeat. I know. I listen. Hey, I know he can coach, (laughs) and I know he can develop a quarterback. But would you bring a pair of Walmart khakis for him to sign (laughs) at an autograph sign? Yep. I'd I'd, I'd wear Walmart khakis and a jersey. I would. I would wear Walmart khakis and put on and buy a, a custom. Harbaugh jersey with whatever number, like one on it, even just though, for him because he can at least fucking coach. Even though, even though they may look like Walmart khakis, something tells me they're not Walmart. Probably not. Yeah. He's got so it costs a lot of money to look this. But, no, but then again, special, there was a freaking ESPN special saying that that's where he bought it from. Yeah. No, that family is so they're not cheap, but they just buy the bait like basic, rugged, whatever that. They're Walmart khakis. Oh, but what if we did? But the man, <laughs> DJ Ju- the. The man can coach. I I fully believe he'll he'll end up either now maybe at Dallas, if if Dallas opens up after what they did today, mm-hmm. Dallas might open up. I can see him going there. I could see him going to, but I guess the Chargers the most likely because they also need a GM. I believe did the Bears fire Herbert No, I think he's staying. No, he's staying. But I think the Chargers. The think the thing is, their GM spot might be available to where, to where he can make more decisions. I, I I keep hearing the Chargers, the Chargers and the Falcons are the top two to land Belichick. Uh, yeah, it's those two for him. Uh, Mick, Wait, Harbaugh. Belichick really good coach? I mean, yes. He's already up there. Was, yeah, 100% I was, yes. He, he would take his press conference day. gave you every indication he wants to coach mm-hmm. next year. Okay. Um, but again, so let if you speculate, 
the Dallas job might open up. Do you think Jerry Jones will go get Bill Belichick? Hmm? I knew Belichick wanted to coach when he did this. Yeah. <laughs> Just stood there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the Dallas one's going to be interesting. If, if it opens up. Belichick's about as entertaining as a dry dish rag. <laughs> I agree. Coach's defense, though. He can, get, he, can, he can get him to play. He can probably help Dak a little bit. Maybe. Either yeah, way. Uh, we talked about the blue and yellow. Um, they're kind of making a little comeback right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a game. Definitely pulling for Detroit, but I would not be surprised if the Rams win. So, I mean, I think we hit everything uh, on the board today, boys. Yeah. Um, we don't have a shot currently to uh, toast out to, but that's okay. We can just uh, sign off. Um, yeah, that's, that's the loss and sitting up there. I mean, we could. We don't have shot glasses <laughs> in front of us. All right. But, um, One second. Pause? No, we can't really do that. Okay. So we could do it in no particular order. All right, yeah. So Mike, we'll just do it in that one. Okay. Sounds good. I'll redact that. All right, um, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> redacted. <laughs> Mike, yes. Welcome back. Glad Thank to have you, you back Thank on the you. pod. We missed you. Thank you. Um, um, you enjoyed your vacation. As as it was for y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be back. This has been a very very fun podcast today. And long. Uh, amongst friends. Said. Uh, Banditos, we're here to stay. 2024, we love you. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, listen, all the things. We're on Spotify, Amazon uh, Music, uh, Apple Music. Uh, we're everywhere now. We're fucking everywhere. Insta- big, Instagram. Big things coming in 2024. And I'll say, and last, last but not least, look out middle of next week after the Arctic blast that we're about to go through. There might be some merch dropping that you could be able to either purchase. We'll see. And look, people, if you're at the gym, <laughs> keep your damn clothes on <laughs> and keep your opinions to yourself. And stay out of fucking Zapatos. <laughs> that PSA has been brought to the Wasted Wa- by the Wasted Wagons, and we're out. Uh...